are officially recording. Hello, and welcome back to another edition of Three Good Things. This is the podcast where, you guessed it, I talk about three good things. I'm Shar Duel, and today is July 23rd, 2020, and this is a recording on Clubhouse. So if you just joined this room, um, FYI, we are recording this podcast and this room for my daily podcast called Three Good Things. Our first good thing is about TikTok, the app that no one can get off of because they have a brilliant algorithm and it is just super addicting to stay on the platform. They just announced a 200 million creator fund for TikTok creators. What's really interesting about the fund itself is that it's only available to people that are above the age of 18 and then people that have a certain amount of follower count, they didn't state how many, are, uh, that's, wow, <laughs> word of vomit. That's what's required for creators and they, apply, they, they can start applying in August. The company's looking to expand this globally, but it's mainly for the US. And we have a quote from the general manager of TikTok saying, through this fund, our creators will be able to realize additional earnings that reflect the time, care, and dedication they put into creatively connecting with an audience that's inspired by their ideas. This isn't the first time that TikTok has created a fund for creators. They actually launched a $50 million fund a creative learning fund at the end of May of this year for specifically teachers on the platform. However, that fund was a very significant moment for TikTok because unlike YouTube, which allows creators with more than a thousand subscribers who have accrued more than 4,000 hours of watch time, they can run ads and monetize their video. TikTok operated more like Instagram before they launched that teacher fund, and now they're creating this creator fund to hopefully rival YouTube. Um, We'll see how this pans out, but Marcus, Karina, I'm totally butchering that name, sorry. Um, Anything to add? Feel free to hop in whenever. How much do you think that this, how much do you think this fund is, um, is in response to the conversation that's happening currently around banning TikTok and things like that? Any, any correlation? In, in your world, or I actually find it really none interesting. None of it all just happens to be. Yeah, the the timing seems really interesting because they banned TikTok in India, so you had clones kind of pop up and try to get that market share. Here, because of the conversation of banning, uh, it seems like they're doing like two main moves, right? That are per- perfectly timed. Um, the first one being this two hundred million dollar uh, creator fund, and then the second kind of being this overall like move of how do we kind of take the onus off of ourselves uh, about being banned. But at the same time, I don't know if they're going to be fully banned in the U.S. What do you think, Marcus? Uh, Yeah, I I find it quite interesting. I'm following the story um, as someone who has never engaged on TikTok on the TikTok platform before, and don't shoot me for that. Um, but I, I I find the timing very interesting, and I'm trying to understand the angle. You know, it's, it's just come out now, but um, there's this, this news. But I'm just trying to understand how this ties into the conversation that's currently happening around banning TikTok. And I think you know, if you can actually 
beyond it being a fun platform, if you can create someone or a group whose lifestyle and income depends on, the, on this platform, you uh, you get a bigger groundswell of um, people who are just saying, "How dare you! Don't don't go down this this route of banning this platform." Yeah, I think the most interesting thing is their timing. <laughs> Uh, the timing of it is comes at a very weird time. So you have one thing. Oh. Uh, you have having some audio issues. Uh, Marcus, you want to go on mute? Maybe I can just mute him. Oh, maybe not. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, the two the two things that are really interesting is this is right the almost a couple days after their three biggest creators, the Demilios and Addison Ray, launched other things off their platform. So it sounds like this fund is mainly for hopefully to bring up some of these smaller people with lesser followings on TikTok and not necessarily for the people at the top of TikTok. For example, like Charlie Demilio and Dixie Demilio, their sisters, they launched a makeup brand with Morph 2. And that is completely off-platform. It's specifically a new product that they're doing with Morph 2. And most of their top creators, those three specifically, have started branching off of TikTok entirely. They have pretty big YouTube followings, huge followings on Instagram. And so you have the people that are at the top, the main creators that are driving a lot of the attention, going to other platforms because they've realized they don't have a lot of support from TikTok when it comes to creators actually getting paid. Similarly, Addison Ray, who's the number two most followed person on TikTok, has launched a podcast exclusively on Spotify with her mother. So you've got the top three people going completely off of the platform and maybe not even creating that much content on TikTok because they've realized that all they can get is brand deals from people that are off the platform. So you have the platform itself, TikTok, making a ton of money, but then not giving that money to the creators. And so it's going to be interesting how TikTok decides who gets this money from the creator fund. Because if it's not going to the top, how do you decide where it's actually going? Anyone else want to add anything? Well, when you frame it like that, I think it's definitely a good thing. You know, content creation is hard. Um, and uh, so actually having them rewarded on the platform. You know, I think what, what what TikTok would be at risk on, as you say, is an exodus of their key content creators from the from the platform. So um, definitely a great thing that this fund's come out to um, address those concerns and, um, and remunerate people for the comp- uh, content they're creating. Yeah, totally. Hey, Michael, thanks for joining the room. Uh, we are recording. If you want to. Um, contribute to the conversation feel free to raise your hand and I'll move you up and um, never mind okay (laughs) that happens every once in a while Um, anyone else have anything to add on this good thing otherwise we'll move on to our second good thing of the day all right our second good thing for the day is actually Spotify kind of alluded to it earlier But Spotify, in my opinion, has made huge moves over the last three, four months just in quarantine. The first came from getting an exclusive bag for the Joe Rogan podcast, and at the end of this year, going exclusively on Spotify for his huge following, 
um, from Apple Podcasts, from YouTube. There's even a bigger channel called JRE Clips, which is literally just clips from his podcast. And Spotify essentially said, we're going to lock the Joe Rogan podcast down just on our platform. So that was one huge move. Their second huge move was just announced yesterday of doing video podcasts. And I think they've kind of secured the bag when it comes to isolating the podcast space. So that you have regular podcasts, now they're launching video podcasts with a select few users. And I think it comes from the Joe Rogan podcast. The majority of people listen to the Joe Rogan podcast, maybe on Spotify, maybe on Apple Podcasts, but they actually like the video version on YouTube more. And so I think Spotify is kind of taking that into account and saying, why don't we launch this for other people? Unlike YouTube, where only paid subscribers can listen to the YouTube video content in the background while they do on another device, Spotify says that users will be able to seamlessly move between the video version and the audio version. So when you're multitasking, audio content will continue to play in the background as you use other apps or even if you lock your phone, which is huge. I don't know about you, but when I listen to my podcasts, my phone is locked. It's probably sitting away from me. I have my AirPods in and I see cooking or going on a run. I'm not actively engaging with my phone. And if you're watching a YouTube video and you're not paying YouTube premium, you'll notice that you can't listen while your phone is locked. So that's one huge thing. The second huge thing is for creators, the launch represents an opportunity to grow their audience specifically on Spotify. So you have artists who are getting some revenue share from streams and people that are playing their al albums and songs. And now if they launch podcasts, they can also try to get some of that revenue share and hopefully distribute their audio to other distribution services, for example, YouTube. But being able to publish directly on Spotify means that creators will be able to connect directly with their podcast listeners. And similar to this model for Clubhouse is you can have people who are potentially listeners or fans contribute to your podcast exclusively through the platform. So I think it's a huge good thing for the company. It almost seems like it was inevitable, especially after they acquired a big company like The Ringer um, and the Joe Rogan podcast. And as I mentioned in our previous good thing, they just booked a podcast deal with TikTok star Addison Rae. So great thing from Spotify. I think they're actually testing it with a couple people now. But um, anyone else? Anything to add? You forgot to mention uh, Michelle Obama's podcast was yeah. announced also very recently. Um, I This kind of bums me out. I love podcasts. I love this last free bastion of free content. Um, so it it concerns me that we're moving towards more paid podcasts when I've been enjoying them for 10 years. Maybe, was it 10 years? I don't know. Maybe eight years. Um, what free. concerns you about so, it? I don't want to pay for podcasts. <laughs> I say to a podcast poster. Um, <laughs> I don't think you as a consumer would pay. I think the well, creator well, I'm already paid. paying for Spotify. I am oh, already paying for Spotify. It, but it. I do think that it does seem like maybe less will be on Apple and out in the free domain. But Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, I... I'm actually not a listener of Michelle Obama's podcast. I heard about it, but I have not listened to it yet. Definitely on my radar, though. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think for Spotify specifically, it makes sense to kind of 
get these high profile podcast deals because the majority of people will come to the platform based on the reach or like the, the brand name of the person, right? So for Joe Rogan, it's Joe Rogan Experience. For Michelle Obama, it's just the Michelle Obama name. For Addison Rae, it's the Addison Rae name. Um, and once they listen to that one podcast, maybe they explore a couple more and then boom, they're just Spotify subscriber. So only maybe just we'll see how it pans out. Uh, what's really interesting, and I think this is where they're going with their video plans, is they're not rolling it out to everybody, but they're rolling it out to YouTubers first. So the article talks about Zayn Hajazi and Heath Husser, who have a podcast called Unfiltered. If you don't know who those guys are, they're from uh, David Dobrik's Vlog Squad, um, also from previous Vine fame. And uh, their podcast is really interesting because it kind of isn't that popular, but it is Spotify saying, hey, we have these YouTube stars who have started a podcast and they have pretty crazy lives themselves. Why don't we try to take their videos that, that they're putting out on YouTube and create them into an, a podcast, a video podcast for people to watch on Spotify? So I think it's cool that Spotify is leaning towards kind of the next generation of uh, people, aka YouTube stars and um, TikTok stars, while also having kind of, I guess, people that are heavyweights in, in life and industry, i.e. Joe Rogan, Michelle Obama, etc. Anything else to add on this good thing, y'all? Ed, you want to come up? Are you still here? <laughs> Yeah, I think right now um, Spotify are absolutely crushing it, and they're you know getting a glimpse into their strategy. I think what interests me is to see if they'll take the next step to start acquiring companies. Well, I know Gimlet's already been acquired, but you know these type of content creators and actually creating content themselves rather than just being the platform to and and going down the Netflix model, where um, and really changing the game in that in that sense. So. Um, it is interesting to see Spotify becoming a, a Netflix type um, business model now and to, to drive people to subscriptions and be where the content is and so um, yeah but I, I just think strategically they, they are just going to pull way ahead and, and crush it in this area right now yeah that brings up a good question for anyone to answer is uh, what do you want Spotify to do next or who would you want to see on Spotify that you don't see already? Uh, it's not an unintentional silence. I'm just actually considering your question. Um, it would be it would be interesting to see kind of very. Um, well-produced, uh, niche-based podcasts coming through um, sports, um, NFL, rugby, and all those kind of things, and that's that's where you would go to for you know that really really um, snappy, well-produced content, and um, and that, and that's where I see that they'll they'll be heading where they'll actually find these these interest groups and they'll actually create content specifically for them. That's just not loose and free, and but it's actually well thought out, planned, highly produced,
first with um, highly paid executives and behind it to ensure that people come to this one platform and I expect that we'll see that this content will actually only be available through this through this medium and then potentially licensed out to other platforms after after it's um, stable essentially but as far as who I'd like to see on it I, I can't I'm not you know nothing's jumping to me right now other than some sort of really Niche interests that I've, I've got. Yeah, I I totally agree with that. I would love to see more sports oriented podcasts, and I feel like a lot of athletes have unique stories of how they got to either professional sports or how they got to the league, um, or how they kind of like got to a championship caliber, um, and the in the stories from there, um, like back back when uh, actually they they might still do it um, now. Um, some NBA stars do podcasts now after they've retired. So there's like a Matt Barnes and Stephen Smith podcast um, that I used to listen to a little bit. But I think, you know, that's the NBA, NFL, soccer would be huge. Um, anything that kind of has this like sports oriented feel to it uh, where you have a pre- hopefully a pretty big name either talking about the podcast or maybe it's they're a guest on it. Um, that would be just a really interesting perspective that I don't really see right now in the space. Cool. All right, our last good thing, um, and then we'll do a secret audio only story, um, is actually a trailer. So there's this movie called Biohackers, and uh, it's a trailer that just dropped on Netflix or on Netflix, on YouTube, and the movie is going to be on Netflix. Um, It's really interesting. Uh, I'm going to play a little bit of a clip. The movie itself comes out on August 20th, but the idea is around biohacking humans. So I'm going to play the first, like, probably 10, 15 seconds, and then uh, if you want to check out the whole trailer, you can go to the tweet for the podcast and see the link, or if you just go to YouTube and search biohackers, it'll probably be the first thing that comes up. Let me play the first few seconds. It's in German, by the way. This doesn't really do that great a job. There's a lot of tension build up just from like the background music. If you understand German, you probably understood what it said. Uh, there's subtitles, of course, for those that do not speak German. The movie itself looks really interesting um, from a biology perspective. And as someone that's a huge fan of sci-fi, I kind of just generally think that like these type of movies are very interesting for kind of pushing the envelope and seeing where technology is going. Um, while I was watching it, I kind of got reminded of Theranos, uh, for better or worse, because they're in the space where they are pushing the industry kind of when it comes to biology granted they had a very unethical means of doing so but at the same time they're kind of trying this new thing that is a little bit edgy a little bit risk risky um and kind of challenging pre pre-existing assumptions um but if you haven't watched the trailer go check it out on youtube um marcus ed anything to add
yeah, if anyone wants to add anything, feel free to just raise your hand. Um, I think we may have some other people still in the other two rooms, um, but we are recording here. Uh, so if there's nothing to add, we'll go to the audio only topic, which I don't know if you guys are, but I definitely am. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan and a huge Logic fan. Uh, and new music is coming out from both of them later tonight, which means huge listening party, um, lots of fun, and uh, hopefully just you know fantastic tunes that we can listen to for the next few days and months, etc. Um, yeah, so if we don't have anything else, I'm going to keep the room open for maybe a few more minutes, see if anyone comes in. Ed, if you want to speak, just raise your hand. Uh, otherwise, we'll close out the podcast and stop recording. Hey, that was awesome to listen in on. Well done. Hey, yeah. So we're actually still recording. But uh, yeah, anything to add? awesome show thanks for letting me uh hang out in the audience and listen in and uh congrats on your third uh clubhouse podcast <laughs> thank you cool i'm gonna close out here and then i'll stop recording so uh like i like uh like we just mentioned this is a kind of a social experiment of recording on clubhouse um most podcasts you probably listen to have one other person or a panel and this is going to be exclusive on Clubhouse where people can pop in and out of rooms and um, give their opinions and kind of their take on different things. Uh, turns out the timing of this was competing with two other big rooms, so you know you don't have that many people coming in. Um, but that's okay. The main thing about doing this podcast is creating something every day. Anyway, that is it for the Three Good Things podcast. Thank you so much for taking 20, 30 minutes out of your day listening to this podcast. The main reason I do this podcast is because I've been told that I don't talk good. So this podcast is mainly for me to talk gooder. If you want to reach out to me, feel free to follow me on Twitter. It's at SharduelGo. That's S-H-A-R-D-U-L-G-O across all platforms. And send me feedback. If you have any feedback about the audio levels or the format of the podcast, or you have stories you want to see featured, or you want to be a guest, my DMs are open and I'd love to hear from you. Again, thank you so much for tuning in to Three Good Things, and I will see you tomorrow.